$200. A Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're listening to the SNES broadcast with your hosts, Soul Blazer and George. Hello, everybody. This is Super NES Podcast. Uh, I am Greg. He is George. This is episode number 136 coming at you this time. Uh, and George, how are you doing today? Oh, geez, you you just threw the the format out the window and <laughs> you messed everything up. I oh, geez, what's going on? One must stay fresh and change things up every now and then, unless you become boring. Okay, I agree with that. <laughs> you really caught me off guard with that. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah. Anyway, um. Um, uh, George obviously seems like he's okay, so... <laughs> okay, enough. Yes. So, um, we are looking at, um, a game, a game, a game type around that's a sentimental favorite of mine, so... I was curious to see how it held up all these years later, which can be a dangerous thing to do, but... You know, I still wanted to go back and play it and see what I thought of it in 2020, so... Man, uh, like, man, I'm Oh, not... no. Don't remind me what year it is. Yeah, I'm not used to saying that yet. <laughs> Uh, we are we're getting way into the future here, uh, uh, for sure, but... We're going uh, back to the future. Yes. I don't know well, what that means. Well, well, that was <laughs> last year. too late on that one. Well, well, last year, but, you know, like, close enough, so... <laughs> um, yes, uh, we're looking at the action RPG game Lagoon at this time around, which was an early game for the Super NES, uh, published by Kemko Sika, um... So, as I said before, I have a history, a lot of history with this game. I played it shortly after it came out uh, and whatnot. Uh, whereas, I'm pretty sure that George said he never played this game, much less heard nope. of it. So, uh, I've heard of it because I've seen, oh, geez, it was on Awesome Games Done Quick, like yeah. in 2012 or something like that. 2016, I found a speedrun of it that they did. So. Oh, they did in 2016 as well? Yeah. Yep. This is actually. Pretty sure there was an earlier. I don't know. Whatever. Go this, on. Well,. Well, yeah, you're probably right because you know, because you know, I was surprised to see this is actually a very popular game to speedrun. There's a lot of people on, um, you know, there's uh, there's several videos, uh, there's several videos, uh, videos on YouTube about speedrunning this game. So, um, oh yeah, I mean, there are like there are communities that uh, play or speedrun like games you've never even heard of before <laughs> that like nobody knows about, and it's like, wait, this is a game, right? And like. <laughs> And like a hundred people speed run it. Weird. Ah, <laughs> uh, indeed. So, um, so uh, we have not covered a game like Chemical Seeker yet because Chemical Seeker did not publish many games on so many games on Super NES. Uh, there was this game, and there was Draken, uh, which kind of like a, uh, I mean, which is a very uh, computer-like oh, R- yeah. RPG. So, yeah. Um, and that's really about it for the like for the company. So. Uh, they're more known for their NES stuff, so we will get into a little bit of the history here on this. Kembo um, Sika is actually was actually Sika uh, was actually an alliance. Uh, there were two separate companies who disagreed to work together to publish their stuff in North America. Uh, kind of like you know, um, you know, this has been done before, like before, before in the past. For example, Square and Electronic Arts had a partnership like for a while, uh, and currently, and currently, SquareSoft has a partnership with a. Uh, with a Taito, where Squaresoft publishes their yes. mobile games. So, yes. um, Kemco is the bigger company here because Kemco is actually, actually the one who actually produced the game uh, in Japan and Europe. So we'll talk about Kemco like a little bit here. Uh, this is actually a um, um, so this is actually an abbreviation. Uh, the actual name of the company is, and this is this is and this is in Japanese. So I'm gonna try my best here. Kotobuki Engineering and Manufacturing Company is the actual is the actual full name of the company. They are a video game subsidiary of uh, of Kotobuki Engineering and Manufacturing Company Limited, which is back in 1979. 
uh, in Japan. The video game uh, video game for company branch of that Kemco was founded back in 1985, um, uh, 19, uh, 1984. So uh, they've been around for quite a long time. So uh, because of their um, so like in the late 80s, because the company didn't have a very big presence, a presence of presence in North America. Uh, they formed a partnership with another corporation, Sika Corporation, uh, to be able to help them to get their games and you know, to get their games into a broader market or whatnot. So most of the, uh, 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 so all the games that they that they released in the late '80s during '90s was under the Kemco Sika brand, like this game is. Um, they're uh, they're probably best known also like for the so-called Mac Adventure series of series of games. Oh yeah. Uh, 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 they're called that because the game originally came out on the Macintosh before they got NES ports. Uh, those games were Shadowgate, Deja Vu, and Uninvited. Uh, Shadowgate being a very very popular game. So. Um, so that's probably so like that game and also the Top Gear franchise, uh, which Chemco uh, publishes. Uh, for the, they're actually uh, those games are actually developed by an English company by an English company called like our Gremlin Graphics, but uh, um, you know, Chemco is always the publisher the publisher of those games. So uh, the Top Gear franchise and Shadow Gates probably where Chemco is like Chemco like best known for. So um, they had two North American branches. Uh, the first branch was the first branch for, was around 1981 to 2000, and the second branch was around 2001 to 2000 to 2007. Uh, they still publish games in North America, but they're done through Chemical Japan now these days. They're mostly they're mostly mobile mobile games these days, but they do still release some stuff for the Wii and the Wii U and the PS uh, 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 on the PS4. So honestly, at this point, uh, you don't really need a North American office because you could take care of everything True. Yeah. over in Japan right. and everything. Exactly. You, know, you have the internet. You can you know talk to talk to the people you need to talk to to, to get things done. Um, a lot of business has been done like this, at least with uh, video game companies now. Sure, yep. Where they might outsource, well, there's a lot of places to outsource uh, translations to. But, um, yeah, it's, it's really changed because you don't really need a North American office to right. take in the game and then translate it for you. Sure. You can yep. just hire a company to do it because there are companies that just do that now. Exactly. <laughs> Yep. So uh, I did not know the history of Kemco. Kemco, Kemco like went back that far. Uh, this makes them actually one of the oldest video game um, Japanese-based, at least. Jap um, you know, the video game company still be, um, you know, still uh, still developing publishing games today. So, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, Aren't they just doing mobile games now, though? Well, like I said, mostly mobile games, but they all, I mean, but they are still doing some stuff. Um, you know, like the, uh, I mean, on the consoles also. Right. Um, let me. Let me just let me just pull over here real quick. Uh, I had a list earlier and I probably should have kept it up about like maybe you, know, you like, should have. <laughs> <laughs> you think uh, how many episodes are we in and then you still didn't think of keeping that list up? <laughs> so their most recent games, uh, let's see, 2019 games. They've got oh, yeah, quite the list. They've got the um, uh, Bond of the Skies, which is a multi-platform game. Uh, right. Uh, Frame Dragoon's Odyssey, which is for the PC, Vita, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, let's see. That's the other thing. You're starting to see a lot more um, ports of games to PC. Yes, yep. Like, and it's strange because some of these games don't even have, like, home console releases, and mm -hmm. then they'll release it on PC, and it's like, wow, this is pretty cool. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, quite a few games released last year for multiple systems. Uh, you know, Illusion of Malaysia, uh, Arctean Saga, Monochrome Order, uh, Wizards of Brandel. I don't think I've uh, heard of any of these. <laughs> um, they've also been releasing, yeah, they, yeah, they've also, yeah, they've also started releasing collections, uh, collections like their older games. Um, I think a lot of companies have been starting to do that now. Yeah. Uh, I know Square Enix somewhat recently released the mana series mm -hmm, in yep. like one package that's like 60 bucks or something on the switch and it's like whoa hold on like <laughs> i'll buy it but also whoa hold on too much money guys so 2017 they might also, be less than that but so in 2017 they also released they also released what i assume is a kid's game based on the title uh i called i called mom hit my game <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know what? I've heard of this game. It came out for the Switch and for the 3DS. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> That's where I saw I saw on the Switch. I was like, what the heck is this? Great name, though. <laughs> but Stop uh, playing yeah. those video games. Yeah. yeah Do so your based, homework. Yeah, so based upon this, they're mostly doing RPGs these days, but their games... But, I mean, with their games store getting released in like multiple, like multiple platforms and a lot of yeah. stuff in North America. I mean, like, you know, there's very, very little, you know, there's, you know, uh, you know, there's very little stuff here. That, there's very little stuff here that's like Japan only. So hey, that's where I live, North America. <laughs> oh, no, I doxed myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I think by now that would, uh, um, you know, that we're fine with that. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, Sega Corporation, uh, their partner for a while, was a lot harder to find information on. Uh, partly because of the fact that Sega is no longer around, but there uh, is around, but there are other companies that are using the uh, there. There are other companies companies that are using their name in Japan and other places. So, uh, like that, made research research the company pretty hard to find. Um, best I could locate was that like Sega was a company that had both under Japan. Uh, they were Japanese also. They had both the Japanese and North American branch. Uh, they were around in the 80s and 90s. They were primarily known in Japan for publishing European-based computer games. Um, oh. Um, you know, yeah, so they take these computer games that came out in Europe, translate them, and localize them for the market in Japan and release them that way. That sounds... Okay, yeah, that sounds about right, because um, there was a good PC market for a while in, mm -hmm, yeah. in Japan. There still is to some degree, so... Um, Actually, I heard the... I think... Honestly, I think we talked about this before on some kind of podcast. Uh, probably, but uh, I think I think the PC market in Japan is actually growing too. Mm. That's what I, that's I believe that is true. I think I've read that right. somewhere. No. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Sika Sika did publish their own games, but they didn't really do as much or, or, or do as much or like was well known as Chemco was. So um, the partnership is pretty much uh, um, pretty much how, um, pretty much how pretty, it was pretty much how they're known today. So um, the company that developed Lagoon was a company called Zoom Incorporated, uh, which was a Japanese video game company founded like founded in 1988. Uh, they mostly started off in making games for the very popular. I know we've talked about this before. Again, like you just said, George. I, I, I know we've talked about this on the podcast. I, I think it may have been the PlayStation podcast. Um, it was very popular. There was a very popular Japanese computer system known as the X68000 X68, by Sharp. Uh, that was a, um, it was a very popular Japanese uh, a, a gaming computer system. Uh, they started um, uh, Zoom started off started off life by making games type system. And then later they um, started branching out to other to other systems like the the Famicom, the PlayStation, the Sega Saturn, the Dreamcast, the PS2, etc., etc. So um, they're listed. So like they're listed still being active. However, uh, um, you know, however, their last game appears to have been uh, back in 2010. So I really don't know how active they still are. I mean the website. The, I mean the website. The website's still going and whatnot. So like, who knows? But um, yeah, most of their games did not get released over here in North America. So um, they did, however, they did, however, uh, uh, publish the very cult series, Mr. Mosquito. Eh? Um, have you heard of those oh, games? Oh, that game. Yeah. So yeah. that was a Zoom yeah. game. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yep. yep. So. Wow, that's an that's an interesting game right there. <laughs> it is, yes. <laughs> uh, they also, yeah, they also published the yeah. Sorry, they also made the Zero Divide games. If you've like heard about those, no, it's not. It was a um, uh, it's a fighting game. There were two games in the series. First game came out for the PlayStation and Saturn. The second game came out for the uh, PS. Um, uh, the second game also came out for the PlayStation. Okay, so. Oh, and they also, oh, uh, uh, oh, I forgot about this. We may have talked about Zoom before in the past because uh, they actually did, uh, you know, uh, and I totally forgot this. They actually developed a game we have talked about before in the past, uh, talked about before in the past, not the, the past, the past on, this, on this podcast, uh, Phalanx. Oh, okay. Yes. I Banjo a, old man guy. Yes. I forgot that was a developed by, developed by, developed by Zoom, published by Chemco uh, game. So... We have covered. So we have talked about Chemical a little bit before in the past, but meh, it's okay. So I've had some weird nights where I look at that art and I still don't <laughs> know what's going on. So as I mentioned before, um, uh, Zoom got their start 
uh, development games for the uh, development games for the developing developing games for the sharp uh, the sharp uh, x68000 and actually this is a port of a game that came out originally on the x68000 uh, oh. uh this game originally came out in japan on that system for uh, back in september of 1990 um and then later on the following year the game was ported over to Super NES, with the Japanese version come cut. The Japanese and the North American versions coming out in December of 1991. Like I said, very early Super NES game, um, at least for North American standards. And, and then it came out, uh, you know, like the game came out in Europe in May of 1993, so like a year and a half later before it came out in Europe. But at least they got the game eventually, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't still don't understand why it takes so long. Ah, the market, the market was not as big for video games uh, over there for a long time. I'm sure I've talked about this. You know, computers, computers are the primary market in Europe, in Europe in the 1980s and 90s. Yeah, the uh, microcomputers. Right, and the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, con- yeah consoles, consoles were always secondary, so, you know, that kind of stuff. So, also, yeah. the, f- also the fact that it'd be extra, also the fact that, also the fact that it'd be extra, that there'd be extra, extra, extra publishing costs because you have, because you have to have to include a, uh, a manual, a manual printed, a manual printed five or six languages. Oh, yeah, so, that's true. But, yeah, just a, just a lot more hassle, a lot more expense. So it's a lot of weird com- because, uh, what was it? Uh, when I was doing like Master System masterpieces and all mm-hmm. that stuff, they'd be like, this was released in, you know, it was released in England, the United <laughs> States, Japan, and like Italy and Germany. And it's like, oh, not all of Europe. So like, some, some of the games had like select countries they would release yep. it. Like yep. sometimes it was just France and England and the right. US. And it's like, okay. All right, that's yeah. that's an interesting choice. Yeah, Nintendo actually had uh, back in the eighties, in the back in the 80s, Nintendo Nintendo actually had three different three different regions in Europe, uh, um, you know, and so the game, and so and so it had to be changes changes each game and each game format for release in those regions because there was the there was the British the British office there was the, there was there was the, there was the Northern European office which included like France and Germany. Yeah, and then it was, and then it was the Southern European office, which included like Spain, like Spain and Italy. So you know what's strange? There's also like some games from Japan that have been like I, I can only think of one example, but there are some games that are like Scandinavian only mm-hmm. that they like brought to. So like it'd be like Japan and like Sweden, Finland, and and so on and so forth, somewhere around there. And it's like, uh, I can only think of one example, I and mean, it's uh, that one game gimmick, which is actually a really good game, but really tough. Mm-hmm. And like, the only like, NES version of that game is like from Scandinavia, because they only released like, a, a copy outside of Japan right. to, to some Scandinavian countries, and it's like, so weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, know if it was so. like some kind of test market or, or what. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. So, no, interesting. But um, nowadays, you know. Oh yeah, nowadays move. Basically, because, everyone yeah, gets yeah. it, and if your country doesn't get it, you just go online and you know you right. set yourself up from a different country or something to buy it and then download it anyway. Exactly. So it's, it's so easy. different now. Yep, pretty easy. So yeah. <laughs> hey, nowadays you could go 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 and get some games that didn't come over here. Exactly. And some people translated them. Yep. Like, all right, sure. <laughs> uh, so, as I mentioned before, this is an action RPG game. Uh, um, you know, it plays very similar to games like, you know, the Zelda games, the um, uh, the Mana games, uh, the early Ease games. Where it's like, you That's know, what I was going to say. Yeah. This game definitely kind of feels like uh, an earlier Ease game, but yep. with, like, less difficulty. Yes. So, yeah. uh, it is a top-down game. Uh, we basically are uh, uh, going around the map, exploring, exploring, exploring areas, fighting enemies, going to towns, doing quests, that kind of stuff. Um, you like you gain experience, uh, you gain experience like you level up by beating by beating enemies. You also like also get gold to purchase better to purchase better weapons, weapons, armor, and items. Uh, you have magic you can use, uh, and you pick up like various magical spells spells you go through the game. Uh, you get your basic sword and shield that's your main form of combat. Um, so yeah, like I said, you know, a lot of similarities with like other like action RPG games like this sort. It's so, so. strange because this game. When you level up, does not let you know that you leveled up. 
But every time you open a chest, you have to sit there for five to ten <laughs> seconds, whatever it is. Wait for the little tune just for it's like, hey, you got like ten gold. All right, thanks. Let me play the game. Like, <laughs> when I was playing this game, I'm really bad at like, I'm really bad with um stuff with leveling in the mm. way of I always need to know how much I need and, and, and I need to know if I've leveled up or not. And this right. game doesn't let you know other than like, oh, hey, my player bar is a little bit bigger now. Yeah, you have to go to the menu screen to see to, to the menu screen to see what your actual level. Uh, there's no, um, there's level no thing is, that says so. level up. There's no little tune that plays. Nothing. It's just like, oh, congratulations, you're leveled up. Now keep playing the game. <laughs> All right, thanks. I, I think I, th I think it's a holdover. I think it's a holdover, like from being the um, holdover, like the original um, our computer computer version. There are there are there are differences between the two of them. Uh, we'll talk about those like a little bit, but um, yeah, you're right because. The interface, uh, the interface is very, very basic. You just have uh, uh, the player bar that George, that George was talking about with your hit points. Um, obviously, obviously, when that bar runs out, you're dead. Uh, when you face bosses, the enemy gauge lights up, kind of shows you how much damage you have to do to, to, uh, well, to, also, be, to, to be the enemy. When you attack an enemy, it'll show yep. their health oh, yeah. as well. Yep, that too. Yep. And, yep. and then you also have, uh, you also have, uh, it also shows you your MP points. It also shows you two two picture icons in the top of the, uh, um, in the bottom right corner, one of which is the item you currently hold. And the other item is your, uh, um, you, and, and the other one is your, is your, is your selected magic. So anything else, so if you want to like switch between items or items or spells or whatnot, you have to go into the titles here. Um, uh, uh, the status screen is to see that stuff and change over. So, uh, you know, like George said, the, the, um, the interface has, the interface has some problems, but you eh, once you get used to it, it works. So. No, it's not, the, it's not the interface being a problem. It's just that I, you know, I'd really like to know if I leveled up. That's it. <laughs> oh, and and the other thing is, don't, don't keep me on those chests. Thanks for giving me ten gold. I don't, I don't need to sit there ten seconds and revel <laughs> in the the beauty of of ten gold pieces. Right. <laughs> Uh, so, this, so this being a very early Super NES game and being also port uh, um, a port a port of me older computer game, uh, the graphics are very basic. Um, I mean, I mean they're fine. They look nice, but you know they're not very. This does remind me of a computer game. Yeah, yeah. like an like so. a like a early '90s computer game. Right. So yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, like yeah, um, you know, I mean, um, there's the, nothing wrong with that, by yeah. the way. Yeah, you know, the graphics are very basic. Like you know, the colors. You know, the colors, you know, the colors are kind of, the colors are kind of bland and muted. Um, well, the thing is, they kind of made it like a, a chibi-esque. They made mm -hmm. it kind of like small and, and cute, cutesy in a way. So like, yeah. it definitely gets away with it. Whereas if the art direction was like, like the people doing the art was, were really bad and they were trying to do like things that look super realistic and it just looked awful. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like this style holds up much better than, you know, uh, I, I I mean, you also have the um, like when you talk to people, certain people, they have the close-ups on their faces, mm -hmm. yeah. which is actually pretty good. Yeah, um, they look pretty good in this game. Uh, but you know, yep, yeah, exactly. Like you know, the enemies, the enemies are small, but they do have some like uh, um, you know, you know. But as George just mentioned, they do have some very like cutesy detail to them, which is nice. Um, yeah. uh, you better be used to like you better get used to looking at your characters, your characters cape. Um, you know, as, as he walks, uh, because you're gonna be seeing a lot of his backside this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the bosses, however, like look great. Uh, you know, the bosses have some very, um, uh, yeah. uh, some nice graphical detail to them. So, so, um, but uh, yeah, controls are pretty basic. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, just the, the padding move around, the buttons, the buttons, the buttons do your swing. Your tax, whatnot, uh, you know, very basic. Um, not very really game you need the manual for. Feels like a, a mix between Zelda and Ease. Yes, yeah, yep, exactly. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Um, so, um, I think, um, so I actually think I've always been this opinion ever since I first played as a kid. Um, I think it's a very underrated soundtrack, you know. So I think the music of this game is like very good. I, I'm not gonna say it's bad because I don't think it's bad, but it's definitely not. It's nowhere near a lot of like certain uh, Japanese games that just have amazing sound design. Oh yeah, sure, I agree with that. Especially for the right. music. Um, yeah. 
The music is good, but it definitely kind of sounds like something that they took from, you know, like the computer version. They're like, oh, how do we like translate <laughs> this to the, the, the chip inside the SNES or the Super right, Famicom? Yeah. Um, but it's not, it's definitely not bad, but uh, it, it, it's not, uh, what do you call it? It's not a thing that you would like go to youtube and listen to and be like oh yeah this is you know this is ba man this is this is <laughs> awesome yeah there are a few songs i do like um um you know there are a few songs in this game i have i have like my like my like a uh, playlist um oh, okay. uh, but okay. uh you know not the whole soundtrack but i just think you know like um you know the music uh the, the music the, the music's fine for like playing the game and whatnot like you know a lot of you know a lot of pieces a lot of pieces are very are very uh, upbeat and uh, upbeat and trippy, so they kind of like you help to help to encourage you to do, you know, um, to keep going, uh, that yeah. kind of stuff. So, um, I actually, um, you know, it's a very very short piece, but you know, uh, the church piece that plays that plays like, that plays that go to church to heal up or save your game, uh, that's a very very good church piece. Uh, um, um, you know, by my opinion, like it really sounds like you know, um, the, like it really sounds like an organ. Like, uh, like yeah, the used to make it. So. And this is not the only game uh, that has done that. There are mm. other games that have that type of organ-sounding music, which is uh, right. nice. Yeah, I when it comes to games from this era, like uh, Super Famicom, Super Nintendo, I <laughs> always like listening to the music just to hear what they've done with it right and when yeah. you have stuff like un squadron and stuff like that like it's just the best feeling when you listen to something it's like they had they had hardware limitations they had limitations mm -hmm. on what they can do but they could still compose music that is that is amazing and something that you can listen to today and be like this is really good music yeah so yeah. i i really like listening in for music in games because I, I know there are some certain games that aren't super great, but the music's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You have several games like that. So. Yeah, but it, it, it's really nice to just... Because when, when you start getting to PlayStation era, you know, that they can compose music. They, they, they can do basically anything. They can compose music with actual instruments and everything. And that's right. great. Like, I'm not taking away from that. That's yeah. great, too. But when it comes to doing, like, synthesized music on hardware... I I love it when somebody composes something and it sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, exactly. I think just staying on the super NES. I think my favorite example of like of like a great music, bad game um, uh, title title for the system has got to be uh, Mystic Quest. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, because the soundtrack. Yeah, because the soundtrack of that game is great. Like it's an awesome soundtrack. Um. But, uh, so the composer of this game was listed as having done some other games, but I couldn't find out any information about him, unfortunately, because, because unfortunately, because a, uh, there's apparently also a Japanese wrestler who shares the same name as the composer. So all oh. the links, so all the links, like, so all the links, like, go to him. So I'm like, well, What crap. is this person's name? Uh, Hideki Suzuki. Okay. All right. <laughs> yep. You're going to have trouble. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Did you try Poor like guy. typing in the name and then composer or? Yeah, I couldn't cut. Yeah, nothing worked. Oh, so oh, that's a shame. He's listed. Yeah, he's listed. He's listed as having done. He's listed as, as, as having as having other games. I, I assume other like you know Zoom games, but and he has know, a heck of a suplex. Yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you know the um the 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 English, the English equivalent to being named like I um you know like Tom Brady I guess so but you know like yeah that like that's kind of an unfortunate combination of a first name and a last name yep <laughs> so uh the story of this game is very basic like you know like very typical of like you know like uh um you know RPGs RPGs like this time period uh you play like a young a young man by the name of uh Nasser um who has to go out one day uh, to, uh, one day to save his to save his town because Lakeland is a, uh, having problems with his water something's been poisoning all the water all the water in the kingdom it was Kafka yeah <laughs> <laughs> I figured and, it out that's it though I win the game 
Yep. So, so he needs to go ahead and like you know find the source of the uh, the, the, the and find the source of all this and save the world as he does so. So, um, you know there are some companion. You know there you know there are some bad guys in this game. There are some you know there are some companions. Um, um, you know like like I said like, like I said not a bad plot just like you know very typical very cookie cutter uh, stuff at this time period. Yeah. So, I mean it gets the job done. It's fine. So. I mean, the gameplay is mostly what people are going to be playing this game for anyway, so it's not the story. Yes. So, yes. But, um, so I mentioned before differences, differences, differences between this and the original X68000 version. Uh, some of them are good, some of them are bad. Uh, Ooh. Uh, one thing I think this version uh, was missing, unfortunately, uh, the original, the original, the original computer version had animated cutscenes between game situations. Oh, what? Yeah, so I guess they had taken out the take on this version because of like space uh, uh, space reasons. Um, something, yeah, some kind of limitation. Uh, on the plus side, the storyline the storyline was arranged a little bit differently because I guess that from I guess that like when I read here, things happened in a kind of out of uh, out of place order on the original computer version of the game. So uh, it was like a bit confusing because you were a bit confusing because you were like you go to place A to get item B, but then you find out that's not needed to, to place C. So you have to go somewhere else to get the item like for that place. So uh, they cleaned it up to make it more, to make it more uh, logical linear? streamlined. Yes, linear, like a super yeah. nice version of the game. So. It definitely has a linear feel, but I, mm, it's so difficult because it's like, it depends on which game, it depends on the game, but like sometimes a linear, it, definitely this game being linear helps it a lot. Oh yeah, sure, I agree with that. Making yeah. every game linear wouldn't be good. There's some games that work better off of uh, being more open. But exactly. this game, yeah, I don't think I I don't think a lot of people would would get from this game if it wasn't linear because it's just like having a super backtrack and then right exactly go ahead so. and yeah, it seems like too much. So the third and last difference between the two versions of the game, and whether or not this is a good thing or a bad thing depends upon how you look at it, I suppose. Uh, combat was changed also, uh, also, also in the version of the game, because how combat worked, the, how combat worked in the original computer version of the game, uh, was it was operated very close to how the early, the early Ease games and Hydalide and the Tower Dragon worked. Oh, Hydalide. Yeah, you just simply uh, to attack in that ver- to attack the original, the original version of the game, you just like drew your sword and and like. Uh, you drew your sword like bumped the enemy, and I did damage. Ah, you just run into them. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> so, where's 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 the super NES version of the game? You have to actually push the button to push the button, swing your sword to, to like to attack. So, honestly, I think I like the original uh, way of doing it better because like there's, there's all that thing cons. of timing, yeah. and uh, I've actually died when I was like a lower level before because my timing was so crap that I would just get murdered and yeah. it's like no well on the well uh, well well on the plus side uh i do think combat this game uh, in this game is mostly easy as long as you get the timing down i mean like yeah. you mentioned uh, i mean you mentioned you mentioned already george how, you, how this is somewhat to, like somewhat of an easier game and it definitely is um yeah i mean i mean you do, I, I, I mean look at look at it when you're when you're not getting hit you automatically regenerate your health which is I great can't think, yeah yeah i can't <laughs> think of many games in this era where your health regenerates like that there usually you games, would have to get a potion yeah or i was gonna say there are some something. there are some there are some games there are some games where you can there are some games where you can get a late a late game item or a piece of armor that will uh you know that will you know that will heal you like crystallis like the nes yeah. does that so um uh, uh but yeah you're right it definitely is you definitely is unique for the, you definitely is like unique for this game i mean you do have to use some grinding, but not really that much. I think, like, as long as you... Grinding's as long, pretty easy, too. The, yeah. the At least from as far as I played, the experience cap is actually really not bad. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you 20, don't have I to think, spend right? hours no, on sorry, hours trying to level up. I, I believe the cap in this game is 16, if I remember correctly. Well, I, I mean, like, um, every time you level up, the, the experience required to level up after you just leveled up isn't so much. Right. Compared yeah. to, uh, oh, geez, a bunch of PlayStation RPGs or even right, modern yeah. ones. Sure. Yeah. 
But there is um, a level of caps in this game. Like you can land. Uh, pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is recommended. It is recommended that you get the. It, it is recommended. It is recommended that you get the max level before max level before you beat the game because uh, the bosses can be challenged this game. You know, especially like the uh, you, uh, especially the final set of bosses. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the bosses, the bosses are where most of your challenges things come from. As long as you, as long as you, you know, as long as you explore, take your time, um, you know, don't shy away from fights and just like, you know, fight, um, you know, I try to fight as much as you can. Uh, like, uh, you do that pretty well in this game. Hmm. It's, yeah. it's, um, it's not the easiest action RPG that I play, but it, but it, but it certainly is one of the, it's more down to the bottom of the scale as far as uh, what uh, what is the easiest one you've played um i actually think crystal is a bit easier than this game is okay that is on the um the switch uh nes yes yep it is uh system thing. what yep. is it called i don't remember it's not virtual console because that's not what right. it is yeah but uh i started a game of that and i played five minutes and then i went to sleep <laughs> <laughs> um, I do, I do actually want to play that game. So. That's actually, yeah, that game's, a, yeah, that game's also one I have a lot of, like, you know, uh, nostalgia for, because that's a fun I believe game, that is so. a, uh, a favorite of, uh, friend of the show, uh, Will? I think you're right, right. yes, yep. Yes. Yeah. So, there's also, there's, there's also a Game Boy Color remake of that game, which is okay, it's not going to be, Oh, uh, that's right! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not quite as good as the original game, but it's... Uh, what is... Uh, I need to ask now, what is the hardest action RPG you have played? Ooh. Ah. Well, uh, somebody... Uh, I, I just mentioned, uh, um, you know, I, I just mentioned, like, Tower... Like, Tower Druga here a, a, a bit ago. Okay. That's a hard... That's a hard game. <laughs> I don't think I've played that. Especially its original arcade version, because that game's a serious quarter muncher. Hmm. I mean, the console, Those machines con like eating money. It's yeah, weird. The console version, the console versions are not quite as bad, but as bad, but they're still like tough games. So, okay. um, but uh, some of the Madden games are pretty, uh, uh, um, you know, pretty challenging too. They definitely can like you know, like you know, three yes. loop. Yes. Yes. So, but uh, yeah. So, uh, um, uh, so you know, overall, because of the overall, because of the fact this game is pretty linear and not, uh, I'm not that difficult. It, 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 it's, a, it's a relatively short game. Uh, you know, average average play time to go through it is uh, the, the, uh, the through it through the like through like the six to ten hour range. So, really, uh, I there's a long play on YouTube that's three hours long. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, you so, know, I'm saying like you know, like first time person who doesn't. Who I guess doesn't, that's true. Yeah, who yeah. doesn't like look for any help and that kind of stuff. So, um, I mentioned how this game earlier. I, I mentioned how this game earlier was a popular game to speed run. Uh, the best time yes. I can, the best time I can find on here. Okay, well let me say like tool assistant. The best time I could find was was one hour uh, and eight minutes. Um, the best one I can find where the uh, and to answer your question, uh, awesome games done. Awesome games done quick. Did do this game twice. Once, once in twenty twelve, and once like in twenty fourteen. So okay, sorry. Um, all right, thanks. So, uh, sorry, twenty sixteen. With going back to visit it, but they but they do not have the best. Yeah, but they do not have the best time. The best time on here from somebody, 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 somebody with the handle of the super of the super SNES, uh, did the game in in one hour twenty two minutes. Uh, yeah, I see. So I'm on speedrun.com right now. And, uh, yes. The, uh, apparently the world record for any percent is 1 hour, 22 minutes, 11 seconds yep. by PJ D. Cesare. And he did it live on Twitch, too. So, like, good for him. <laughs> I think all of these people do it live now. Yeah, nowadays, but this is also like four years ago, and like you know, Twitch in 2016 was not as big as it is now. So, um, uh, uh, 2016 was still pretty big. As, mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly, as like <laughs> not to knock you, but like um, as somebody who is into the the whole streaming thing, right. Twitch was Twitch was very big in in 2016. Still, uh, the awesome. Uh, you know, having said that, the awesome game done quick 2016 runs not bad either for time. They did, uh, I mean, you know, they did the game in an hour, 29 minutes, and nine seconds. So it's, it's yeah. Good. So there's the thing about marathons is that, yeah. um, 
a lot of those people either you know you're not always going to get world record there are times where people have gotten world record oh, yeah, during sure, a marathon yeah. right yeah. but uh there might be some kind of strategy that they had that might be like a one in 1000 chance of happening so like they throw that out the window and they use stuff that's more um like stable i guess you could say oh you want to talk um, about there's like, definitely you know, like... a, there's definitely <laughs> a bunch of games where it's like well, this game's going to take me like 30 minutes longer because like, I don't want to try doing this crazy trick during a marathon because then I might yeah. have to restart the game. That's the whole thing is like, awesome games done quick and marathons like that, like um, uh, ESA, uh, European Speedrun Assembly. Um, right. When they're doing a marathon like that, almost, almost everybody, there are some people that will be like, nah, I got this trick down and they'll try it. But like, there are tricks that could end a run because of because it might mess up the game mm -hmm. or yep. or just might just mess up the run in general that they want to skip doing because during a marathon you just want to get from point A to point B all the way to the end of the game. Exactly, right. So yeah, you don't wanna mess you don't wanna waste time during the marathon. The classic example of that would be like Super Mario Brothers because the speed running for that game has gotten insane like over what the last seven, it's like, seven years. What is it? It's like a few minutes now or something? I forget. A few seconds. And like, you know, I remember, I'm, yeah, I remember when the news came out that Darby and got that ridiculous time. It's like, because there was there's like actually three, like, there was like three or four people trying to fight for the fastest time. There is, there's actually, I watched a video on this, uh, a video on this like a while ago. I don't, I don't remember the stage, but you were talking earlier about how like there's a one, a one in 1,000 chance of something happening, something happening. And one of the, yeah. uh, they, like one of the stages, if you pull off the exact, if, 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 one of the stages in that game in Super Mario Bros., if you pull off a set of moves exactly perfectly correct, there's a, um, there's, you know, you know, there's 1% chance that you can actually skip through a part of the stage and should shave off like 20 seconds. Um, so... Yeah, so, like, so Super that's... Mario Brothers, yeah. uh, the any percent speed run is down to, it's whittled down to 4 minutes, 55 seconds, 646 milliseconds. That's how, <laughs> this is how insane exactly. this run has gotten, right. that they whittled <laughs> it down to milliseconds, guys. Because nowadays... And this was a day ago. <laughs> Cosmic, Cosmic got this time a day ago. Yeah, uh, I know and... a lot of people don't really know um, uh, speed, speed runners or... And that difference you is know, probably just anything, a, but uh, yeah, and I can almost guarantee you with this time here, uh, yeah, I can, yeah, and I can almost guarantee you that that difference that that that, that difference was like by two tenths of a microsecond was how much of a difference that it was probably. Yeah, I mean, like, person in second place is four minutes fifty five seconds, seven hundred and forty six milliseconds. Yep, a hundred <laughs> milliseconds off. That's yeah, that's how insane it's gotten these days. So mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just nuts. It's too you. There's a lot of patience and a lot of skill. And doing oh, yeah. the speed run for this game. Oh yeah, definitely. So if anyone's ever interested in speed running, uh, it does not matter what game it is, but you should definitely choose something that's short and something you like. Right. Or certainly something you like because you're gonna be playing a lot of it. <laughs> I um I actually used to for a short time speed run uh the first Mass Effect game, because you could beat that game in less than two hours if you know what you're doing. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, which is like a RPG that lasts like at least 10 hours. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of clipping out of the world. It's it's a thing. Anyway. Yes. Lagoon. So, what do we yes. have to say about this game? Uh, well, what do you think about it? We haven't talked about your opinion yet. So, this game is I don't know if this will be a game that I would want to see to the end. It just I don't want to say it's bland, but it like kind of seems maybe a little too simplistic for me. I I've been getting some crazy, like, video game, uh, habits? I don't know about <laughs> habits. Like, I kind of know what I want in a video game. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't go crazy all the time. But when I want to sit down and play a game and I want to, like, get to the end of it, um, this game is just, like, kind of... Not really one of those games. It was like a nice experience to see sure. what was put out in in that era, and it's always nice to see what games have have come out back then. But uh, this is I don't know. It's just not my type of game. Maybe. Yeah, it's not I mean, like, hard. You know, it's definitely yeah, not yeah, yeah. hard. 
Um, yeah, no, I agree with all that. And I don't have sure. a problem with that. I really do like action RPGs, but yeah. I don't know. So I have this really weird thing where for a while I'll be like super into old games and like maybe I'll like go through a couple of Final Fantasies and, and stuff like that. You know, maybe I'll look for old games that I've never even heard of before that, you know, that seem like something I can, that I would want to get through or whatever. And then there, there's times where for months on end, I'll just play newer games. So I guess I could say that my taste kind of changes a lot with games, but I don't think anytime soon I'll be coming back to this game to try to get to the end. And that's not saying that it's a bad game. It's just something that hasn't like super grabbed me. And it's kind of hard to, uh, it's kind of hard for me to find a game that does really grab me. But right, like currently right now, I'm in an era of little more modern games that have, you know, some kind of gimmick or mechanic that kind of older games don't have. Sure. I mean, I am still still playing through Final Fantasy V and stuff like that, but right. it's yep. mostly modern games right now. I, you know, I blame the Xbox Game Pass because <laughs> it gets me a lot of games and I could just breeze through them and be like... I don't know if I want to play this anymore. I don't know if I want to play this. Oh, here's a good one. And then I'll just sit there and play it for hours on end. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. No, definitely. I agree. Uh, nope. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. I can certainly agree with like, like a lot of that. Um, I got into, I got back into the fable games recently. Oh yeah. Yeah. We talked about the uh, mic. Right. So, but uh, uh, yeah, good stuff there. So, mm. uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Lagoon, I don't think it, yeah, Lagoon has not aged terribly well in some ways, I think. Um, it does show its age. I don't think it's really that bad. Like, I don't want to say, it, it, it's not, it's not perfectly aged well, but it's also no. like, when I played this game, it wasn't, it wasn't like hopping into a game that was so dated or anything. This right, just, yeah. Honestly, this almost, this almost feels like, um, an indie game today it almost feels like an indie game that somebody made because they loved ease or zelda or something this almost this almost feels like like a um like like a reference to older games and i guess that might be why i got into it easier than some other games we played on this podcast yeah, the gameplay really is not their gameplay really is not really is not all that really not that much of a different between no. then than an actual RPG of now. So yeah, yeah. I mean like I mean like I mean like maybe some I mean like maybe some more bells and whistles with the gameplay on a modern on a modern actual RPG game, but it's still oh, but, yeah. but but the uh, but the core mechanics are still the same essentially. So I mean this is a genre that's not really changed all that much over the years. So I mean when I call the game dated dated I meant like how like. The game is short. The game is linear. The game is a very simplistic plot. The graphics, the graphics are, the graphics are just meh. So I mean, uh-uh. when you, when it comes to game length, like now, can that really be considered dated? Because how many indie games now can you play that are only a few hours long? Well, the difference if also even. The, well, well, the difference also is the price point. Because remember, this game came up to, uh, on right. Remember, I, this game was fifty dollars when it came out. So. Right, but doesn't but the 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 ease of accessibility now of this game doesn't that kind of change an opinion you can have? Sure, you can go back in time and pay fifty, sixty dollars, seventy dollars for this game, and say this is kind of way too short for the price point. But nowadays you can emulate it and and stuff like that. Um, does that really come into consideration? Like you can argue that but does it really come into consideration now that it is so easily accessible yeah maybe see like maybe that's the thing like thinking thinking about like how much was this when this came out is the question probably like 40 50 dollars you know typical price super nice yeah so like if you want to uh kind of like give a rating on this game back then taking into consideration of the price point yeah, it is kind of short for the price point, but nowadays, if you want to check out a Super Nintendo game, and maybe you don't have too much time, or maybe you don't want to put too much time into 
Well, whatever your reason is, like maybe this is something you would want to check out because it's not super long, it's not super confusing or anything. It's kind of maze-like with the dungeons, but otherwise, you know, I mean, you're you're not like if you're not buying a physical copy and playing it on your console, you're not really paying anything, so it doesn't even hurt to try. Right. Um, but yeah, you like you bring up a good point with the the whole price point thing. I would like to think that the game nowadays, if you want to buy a, a cartridge of it, isn't that expensive. Yeah, we'll get into the pricing of this in just a moment. So. Right. Um, but, uh... Oh, so, um... I was able to actually look... Um, so I... Like, so like so I was I was poking around here like a little bit. Um, a, I found... I found a fan site of this game that's still up. Okay. Uh, hasn't been updated since 2013, but there's, uh, uh, but there's sort of like you know some, some, some very good, some very good information on the game like online, which I found. What's curious. the URL? Uh, it is. I'll toss it to you here in the link. Um, it's, it's pretty simple. It's just, it's just a, uh, just a uh, Mike'sRPGCenter.com. So. Oh, I've gone to this place before. Yeah. 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 I also I also realized I also realized I did not check Moby Games so like for this and I and uh, I found and so I was able to locate information like on the composer. Uh, yeah, um, uh, he also went by the name of of Naizo uh, Uemote. Uh, uh, I don't know if you should go to this website. My 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 anti malware is blocking the site. Mine didn't. So it says website blocked due to a Trojan. Just a warning, just in case. Okay, fair enough, but yeah. Uh, anyway, 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 this composer's still active. This composer did the mu- uh, 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 This composer did music for the uh, like most recent WWE games. Uh, he did music for Dra- uh, Dynasty Warrior six and seven. Wait, what do you mean the most recent WWE games? They just licensed music. Well, 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 uh, well. He um. Uh, he is well. well sorry, uh, he has been part of the. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, this guy's actually worked like multiple teams and multiple and uh, teams over the over the years. Uh, for those games, for those games, he worked in the programming and the programming and engineering as a, 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 a team. So okay, okay. Games, games, he's, games, he's, games, he's, games. He's done. He's done music for include games that I've not heard of, but he has a, has done has done music for other games. What uh, games are they? Ragnar, uh, Stakes Winners Two, Deadly Moves, and Genocide. Oh. I haven't heard of any of those. I no, I I haven't either. What I'm a great saying, name! Ge- Wait, did you say genocide? Genocide, yes. What a great name for a game, and that's me being ironic because that sounds according awful. To, according <laughs> to Moby, oh, uh, genocide's also genocide's also a Zoom game. That explains why the, 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 the uh, oh weird uh, okay. uh, music for it. It was mm. a 1989 game for the sharp the sharp the sharp and turbo graphic CD. Uh, it is a it is an anime style mecha uh, uh, mecha side scoring action game. Oh, okay. So very uh, very uh, very uh, what's another what, what's another like big anime mech game? I'm trying to think about uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, kind of well, yeah, kind of sort of like that, but not. My mind is almost always on front mission. <laughs> not the series. Yeah, not the series I'm thinking about, but it works. So. They need to bring that series back, <laughs> like real bad. Right. I'm still playing through four, and I'm waiting to play five. Right. <laughs> yep. So. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, I agree with. Yes, I agree with what you, what you said. I mean, parts of the game. I don't. Parts of the game. I don't think age very well, but the game is still a very competent action RPG game. A game. If you're looking for like a basic short. Uh, game of this genre. This game's this game this game's pretty good for that. Um, you yeah. know, so uh, I could not find any contemporary contemporary reviews of the game of the game like when it first came out way back when. But uh, modern modern reviews of this game are uh, like are all over the place. Um, it can score as highly as a uh, um, you know some places. Uh, I, uh, I'm I'm seeing here I'm seeing here a score a score as high as seventy seventy nine percent. And I'm seeing here scores as low as twenty percent. So, really all over the place as far as reviews go. I guess it. I guess it just depends upon the factors we've already talked about. When you know your, right. yeah, your your tolerance for games of this type and how much you like older games, uh, like a whatnot. So, 
Um, so anyway, uh, and and so because of the so so because of that, this game is not very expensive. Okay, expensive on eBay. This is actually one of the one of the cheaper uh, games to get. Actually, uh, eighty-four copies currently listed. Through the thirty-seven copies that I recently sold. Uh, you can uh, these prices include shipping. You can snag a card in this game, a game for anywhere from six fifty to eighteen dollars. So that's really but, not bad. No, it's not. CIB is not that bad either. CIB can range from seventeen dollars to to to, uh, to fifty dollars uh, to get this game complete. Wow. There was e there was even a sealed copy of the game that sold recently. Um, it sold very cheap because it was a very uh, rough. Um, you know, it, you know, it was uh, because it was a very rough copy of the game. Not only did it, uh, not only did it look at the box, the box got beat around a bit. But um, the reason they call it shrink wrap is because over time it will eventually shrink, uh, shrink, and, and will eventually damage the box because the uh, um, yes, uh, 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 because the wrap's actually shrinking as time passes. That's why a lot of people who collect sealed games is that due to the heat or what? Is combination of factors could be the heat, could be the fact okay. of manufacturing. Could just be because the fact it's so tight that you know the shrink wrap's not designed to, the shrink the shrink wrap the shrink wrap's not supposed to be on there for years for for years and years, years. I mean, it's so it. you could fix that, but you'd have to open you would have to rip I open just, the, I, the I, shrink I, wrap. I, 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 yeah, I was just going to say a lot of a lot of a lot of steel collectors would, would get around that problem by opening up like one side of the uh uh uh, uh, uh we'll fix that by opening up the other side of the box. Um, so that, I, uh, I can't I can't be a sealed collector because <sighs> I. I just couldn't because like if it's, if something was damaged or whatever, I would just like I need to fix it or 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 maybe I don't have another copy of the game. Maybe like I want to play it though. <laughs> so I can't I can't be a sealed collector, but yeah, I can't either. So yeah. Uh, but anyway, because anyway, because those factors, the factors, the factors, the sealed copy of this game are that so recently on eBay sold at very cheap twenty five dollars. Oh, okay. So, uh. Yeah, it has not been re-released in any format, as far as I can tell. Um, which, uh, uh, which goes to show, this is actually, this is you know, you know, this is a pretty forgotten game, I think, these days, because a lot of people, because Chemical Seek was never a very big company. Uh, most people associate them with Shoutgate and, and, and like other games. Uh, this came out very yes. early in systems. You know, this game came out very early in systems in the systems life. Uh, not a lot of podcasts have covered it. Uh, you know, uh, minus popularity of the speedrun community. This podcast has. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I'm pointing at myself. I should be pointing at you. Yeah. But I can't point at you because you're not here. Yes. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, so. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, it's pretty much a forgotten game these days, which, uh, which I think explains why the game sells for, like, sells for, sells for so cheap online. No. So, uh, it's a but, forgotten game. Yep. Uh, no cheats or tips I can find. The game is very... So the like the game's very the game's very the game's very pro the, the game's very very well programmed. Not really need n no need for cheats really. This game is easy enough. Yeah. Yeah, minus a couple places. So but you know. Yeah, yeah. Of course. But uh I mean like you know, you may need to walk through it uh, walk through at one point or another just to figure out like where something is. Uh like whatnot. Maps can come in handy for some of the areas, of course, but you know, outside of that, you know, you know, like we've talked about, this game's not overly difficult. So, uh, yeah. So if you're looking for kind of, yeah. So, uh, bottom line, if you're looking for like an older style action RPG game that's pretty easy, this is, you know, this is good, you know, this, you know, this, you know, this, this is going to pick up. So, uh, you know, faults, faults aside, uh, it's not the worst game of the genre that's been, uh, the genre out there, uh, not by a long shot. No, so. yeah, this is definitely nowhere near the worst. <laughs> uh, so yeah, decent game. I'm going to go back to it after all these years. Uh, yeah. You know, like, uh, uh, you know, I'm probably not going to play it again, but, you know, definitely is, uh, you know, definitely is a nice game to see how things have changed or some ways not changed over the years as far as the genre goes because i went to before uh, uh you know the basic fundamental gameplay is still the same now as it was like 30 years ago as far as was action rpg games yeah uh, go so but anyway uh any final thoughts about this game george george uh, uh, before we move on to the closing uh i don't know uh if you're interested in playing this game i think you should give it a try um, no need to buy a cart. I mean, I, I mean, no, totally buy the cart. <laughs> I don't know. 
if you get one of my <laughs> cards cheap. The cops, the cops so. are pointing a gun at me right now. You totally can't <laughs> emulate it. Um, uh. <laughs> but I mean, like, I think this might be a game worth checking out to see if you like it or not. Yeah. But, um... I don't think it's the best, but it's definitely nowhere near the worst. Maybe like a mid tier game, maybe a little bit better than that. Yep, yep, definitely. So, but no, I agree that hundred percent. So, anyway, uh, we thank you very much for listening to this episode. As always, uh, if you have any feedback, comments, questions, suggestions for future games, you can find us on the Facebook page, or you can also send me an email directly if you want to. The email used for this podcast is the SNES Podcast at yahoo.com. We also have a Patreon, where for a dollar a month, you can get cool benefits, such as being shouted out at the end of every episode, as I'm doing right now for Corey and David. Thank you, guys. Uh, early access to episodes, and also be able to dictate a game for us to play. Uh, we are covering a guest request a game next next time. We're actually having guest host on here to talk about, to talk about the game with us. Uh, so we are going to be talking about uh, Cure Instinct, which is a game I played a lot in the arcades. But I do not have, um, you know, but I don't think I've ever actually tried the Super NES port of the games. This should be interesting. Have you played the Xbox One version? No, I haven't. All right. I it's heard, also on PC. I, I, uh, uh, it's I, I free. Heard, uh, I heard bad things about it, though. <laughs> oh. I have not played it. I'm not a fighting game guy, but I'd like right. to check out the this this version of it. Yeah, no, there was a there was a there was a Killer Instinct uh, uh, arcade cab uh, like in our like in our small uh, in our small student union game room at college for okay. a year. So, oh, that's cool. So, like, I played a lot of it there because of that reason. So, it's you know, fun against the people. So, I just never checked it. So, I've heard the Super NES version versions versions well done. I've I've, I've I've never actually played it though, so I'm curious. To I don't see. think I've ever played Ki in general. Yeah. So, uh it's pretty good. I mean, like you know, we, uh, um, you know, for, for like I remember, it's a very, you know, it's very solid, solid, well put together, uh, uh, a fighting game. So you know, what I have played on the wild. I found uh, a cab for uh, what is it called? Uh, Primal Rage. Oh yeah, that's I've played game. that before in, yeah. in in arcade form, like literal, like actual physical arcade cab. Yeah, Primal Rage is fun. Yeah, it's a pretty cool game. There was actually there was actually a sequel to that game that got the prototype stage before it got canceled. So. Oh really? Yeah. There's okay. uh the the ROM of that's now floating around like online. These people. Oh. You know, at least, uh, uh, these people who found it and dumped it. So, that's cool. Yeah, because the game the the game the game the game was just about ready to come out like when Midway shut down the Atari, uh you know the Atari branch. Oh so, yeah yeah yeah. So. So that's why I never uh, came out. But yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, Primal Rage is a game I, pl- I played a lot of also because my fun spot in, in New Hampshire in the 90s when I went to college had had one. So I uh, spent a lot of time there, uh, you know, you know, uh, 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 playing that one. So uh, anyway, uh, George, people want to, how can they contact you? Uh, you could do so through Twitter if you're interested. Uh, my username on there is at underscore derpkin underscore at underscore D-E-R-P-K-I-T-T-E-N underscore. I might change that. I have no idea what I'm doing with that. <laughs> anyway, that's what it is currently anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, that's that's about it. Yep. Okay. So, uh, final thought. Um, I didn't realize this as a kid, but now, like when I'm 2020 looking at it, um, the name of the game actually makes a lot of sense because... To, because uh, to has to do with the water. Right, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, because a goon is a calm body of a, a calm body of pure water usually, and the, the plot of this game like revolves around trying to you know trying to trying to purify and save the water in your kingdom. So, um, you know, it fits very well. Are you saying you finally have twenty twenty vision? <laughs> I suppose so, but. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, we'll see you again. We'll see you again next time, guys. And thank you, Arthur, and thank you all very much for listening, as always. See ya. Nintendo controls eighty percent of the video market, but no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.